Hey, welcome to TPT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this throwback edition, we hear from Kevin Josie, the GM and shooting guard of Triumph, a New York City-based team that ended up in third place in the Northeast region in 2015 in votes. Kevin is the sort of person who chases his dreams with relentless and infectious enthusiasm. I think you'll enjoy this one. This is a conversation we originally had over Google Hangout back in the spring, which you can find in our YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash Basketball. Remember that you can subscribe to TBT's podcast on iTunes. If you like what you're hearing, give us a rating. It'll help spread the word. Thanks. Hey, this is Dan Friel, and I'm here with Kevin Josie. Kevin Josie is the GM and the shooting guard, I think, Kevin, right, of Team Triumph. Yes, sir. All right, so, Kevin, we were just talking a second ago, and I'm, I'm really interested to hear some of the stuff that you have to say about the things that you've overcome in your life, because uh, you were telling us about how it was that you came to name Team Triumph, Team Triumph. Yes. So what are some of those things that, that you've, you've kind of had to struggle with and overcome? Um, pretty much with, with, with basketball, I didn't, I didn't start off as young. I didn't play in, in the AAUs, and I didn't really have anybody really pushing me. I'm pretty much like the first really athlete in my family. So when I started playing, I started playing in, in, in eighth, well, ninth grade, really. And when I started ninth grade, I moved to Staten Island. And I, I just had a lot of heart. I really didn't have a lot of skill or talent. And some people seen my heart and seen my work ethic and seen that I wanted it, and they helped me push through. Now, as as I went through high school, I started, I, I got better and got better. But when I came out of high school, I didn't really have any colleges really looking at me because I was really not on the radar as much. But we did, we did real good in Staten Island. So from that standpoint, I went to different schools, and every year I was going through different stuff. Also with family issues, like when I was my, my freshman year in college, my best friend died, one of my best friends, and it, it really hurt me and. I had came back home, and I didn't. I finished up school, but I stopped. Like I was just really mentally out of it, and I didn't know how to deal with it. I was at a young age, so when I came back, I went to a junior college, Monroe. And when I went there, I sat out a year, and I and I got my grades right, and I and I and I got there, and I and they gave me a scholarship, and I don't think that's really done there, but it was just I, I worked so hard, and I and I was performing, and I got there, and I was playing well. And stuff was still going on with my family and stuff like that. My grandmother was sick. My mother was sick. So when I left Monroe, I didn't go to a big school. I could have helped. My coaches would have helped go to a better school, a D1 or a D2 or NAI D1. But I didn't want to leave home because of that situation. So I stayed and went to a D3. Now, when I went to the D3, it was, it was good. But at that time, I was more focused on getting my degree. So when I, when I got my degree and I came out, I'm going to, to tryouts after tryouts after workouts, D-League, exposure camps, and it's pretty much the guys that are there are getting, not saying that they're not good and they didn't earn it, but I felt like they were getting the edge over me because of what school they went to. And I understand the business, but it's tough when you know what you can do and you know your talent level and you're just not getting picked. So, so tell me about when it was that you kind of realized that you were capable of playing at a high level and just needed the opportunity to get exposed. When did that come about? Uh, pretty much when I seen my progression and I seen that my work ethic was, was second to none. When I seen that and I go play against dudes at a higher level, I was performing. I always held my own. Even after the first year, two years of me, of me just learning how to really play the game, I was always a, a player. I was always performing very high. I always had... A, a, like an advantage on certain on certain things in the game, and I just had a knack for it. And when I started going to camps more and more trials, and I was playing at a certain level, 
I felt that I could play at any level, and coaches that were around me were telling me that I could play with anybody. So that just helped my confidence, and I just kept working and working and getting better and better. And I'm just – I take it very – like the game is very personal to me. I can lose a game and just – I won't sleep. I just want to get better, get better. It'd be one little play. I can have a great game, one little play, and I just want to, I just want to be better. I just want to keep getting better. And I felt that that hunger would just make me – that I feel like I could play at the highest level. Let me ask you about that no sleep thing because last year you were actually the first person that showed up uh, to play in <laughs> Yeah, I, I was I was I was so excited. I I I, I didn't want to miss nothing. I wanted to be there on time. I'm just I'm very I'm very prompt. I'm very prompt. I like to be early. I like to not miss anything because I felt any every second every minute is an opportunity. So I just right, so, I was just, so let's go through that though, Kevin, because last year you got there real early. Tell us about the story of how that how that came about. Um, well, we, we were, uh, we, we were driving down from New York that day, so we wanted to leave a little basket, but we also didn't want to get there to the point where everybody was checking in and the line was, was long, because that takes away time from you going, going back to your room, resting and everything like that. I feel preparation is key. So when we got there, we just sat in the parking lot, and when we came up, I was the first one there. There was no one there but you and, and the staff, and I was just excited. I was ready to go. What time did you leave that morning? Oh man, I, I would say probably eight or nine. <laughs> we were gone. We were on the road, ready to go. That's great. So tell me about the team you played on last year. Was called Horsemen, but obviously you've started your own team this year. What what led to that? Um, just pretty much. I just wanted to, the opportunity of this tournament is they don't give this. This is like a one in a lifetime thing, and I just pretty much wanted to put this in my in my hands in my mindset because I. I know my work ethic, and I can't, I can't speak for everybody saying that they're not working hard, but just me personally, I wanted to control this, this shit. I wanted to make sure the decision was right, and I wanted to, to make sure that everything was, was, was correct because that all adds up. The people you put together, the time and the, the connection that you build with people, the chemistry. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to like, I'm, I'm at, this, at this point in my life right now that I'm trying to really make an impact on basketball, and I just want to be there to make sure that everything is ran smoothly. And I like the responsibility of being a GM. All right, so tell me about that. How are you going about getting players for your team? Um, pretty much, a, a lot of people ask me because I play circuit in New York and I know a lot of players, but the, I'm, picking, I'm picking players that pretty much have that edge and that hungriness, that hungriness with the skill. I don't just want people that are just talented and have options. I want people that are a little bit, that they're still hungry. But they still work hard. I'm I'm looking for that pretty much with my team. I know I, I and then also I went to a lot of tryouts over over the years, and I know a lot of players just from playing in New York. So I'm going. I'm picking the people that I've caught my eye. Like, yeah, he's he's hungry. He can go. He can play. Because that's the only way you're going to make an impact in this tournament. This tournament is a for a million dollars, and people are coming out like this is this is important. This is big for people's futures. All right, so I heard a story about one of the players that you've gotten, a guy named Derek Williams. Uh-huh. Well, how did you get him? Oh, oh well, um, my, my friend Devon Curry, he's a, he's a guard on my team now. He was, um, we were playing on a 3-on-3 tournament uh, for the, um, the FIBA 3-on-3. We were playing in that, and he was supposed to play on another team, and I had spoke to him. I was like, you can come play on my team if you want, and he told me he was playing on another team. And when, he, when, I, when I told him that he could play on my team, he said, all right, well, I know a kid, I know a uh, Cause I told him I said I'm looking for like a small forward or for the four, 
in between it though that can put it on the floor because I think that's big. So when he when he said they say yeah I know I know a dude named Derek uh, he can play so I was like all right so he gave me his number I called him up and I was like we were talking on the phone I was like you know what I'm gonna come out there and see you tomorrow and he was like all right I was like what time and he told me because he had to go to work he said come out there so I drove to Staten Island and we were sitting we were just talking for like an hour just vibing and he said he just all in he appreciated he wants to do it and he just was just focused and I was I was excited. I was I was I was ecstatic about it. So you showed up you showed up on his doorstep to talk with him about it in person? Oh yes. Oh yes. And he's yes. a I mean he's yeah. a, he's a former D one player, University of Richmond. I think he went to Saint Anthony. I mean he's got a pretty good resume, huh? Yeah, he's solid. Good size, everything. And he just but he just was he was humble. He he just wanted the opportunity. And I and I, I was happy that I was the person to be able to give it to. So who else who else are you are you recruiting right now to play for your team? <laughs> Well, I, I was recruiting. I was recruiting Kyle Hunt, but right, uh, he. I just spoke to him yesterday. He said he won't be able to make it because he's playing in Australia, and, they, and they, um, their league doesn't end to August. I, I was like, wow, that was a big piece. I'm, I'm also recruiting Daquan Cook. He's in uh, South America right now. He's like a small forward slash four. And I was I was recruiting my my friend James Milton. That I, he's in South America too, but they're overseas, and they're, and they're, it's. It's it's hard to connect with them every day because of that, but those are definitely important that I'm trying to recruit. Like those are my one of my my three bigs that I really want to go on my team that I played with that I see that could really impact the game from what I've seen last year. Are you finding out that people know about the event? Like, is it easy or difficult to recruit people to play? It's 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 difficult in New York because it's so many teams. That's coming out of New York, and a lot of them now are trying to get into the votes. Last year, people didn't know about it until, like, halfway in. Now everybody's doing it, so it's certain people that already deal with certain people that it's just hard to recruit. So what are you going to do? I mean, if you if you get to middle of May and you've only got four players or five players on your team, what's your do you have a plan? Oh, yes, I have, a, I have, I have players, but those are the players that I wanted like from the beginning that I seen. I have other players that can play the game, but I just it's just a different you when I look at certain players I want them, it's the mindset. It's the focus. It's the it's the tools that they have. Because I'm not just trying to put a team together of good players. I'm trying to put a team together that's gonna complement each other. Yeah. I don't want three three shooters on the same team because that takes away from each ability. If you put one person and say that's your job and he's able to do that well and then you have a driver, a slasher and this it works better. Everybody knows their role. So what do you um do you think you can keep up the the vote recruiting sort of on your own for the next uh you know seven weeks or so or what's your what's your plan for that? Do you have someone helping you? Yeah, I have I have my own my, my girlfriend, she was helping my lady, she was helping me. I have um Derek is helping me now, Devon is helping me. I also was recruiting Isaiah Wilkinson. He's in he's in um, Puerto Rico right now. That's like my younger brother like De, Devon, Isaiah they like we went to the same high school, so but he's just over there right now. So when he comes back, they can help with it. I'm just carrying it right now and, and doing what I gotta do. But once they come and put it in, put their time in, it's gonna it's gonna be even better. Hey, so do you have a do you have a full time job or is this is this the only thing you're focusing on right now? This is the only thing I'm focusing on right now. Uh, the last the last two years I was more working and stuff like that and I wasn't like putting everything into bowl, but this year I just wanted to really just take a year and really put that time into it 
and really focus on it. And it, it, it's being real beneficial. I'm getting a lot of notoriety, and I'm, and I'm, I'm doing what I had to do on the um, circuit in New York. So I'm just trying to make sure there's a big summer for me and whoever's around me. Are you able to? I mean, are you able to pay your bills at this point, based upon your playing career, or how does that? How who's helping you out with that? Um, um my, my lady was helping me out with it for for most of it. I'm I've been staying with her for a while, and and my mother, she always she always was looking out on 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 that part. But you know, when you when you do this and you chase this game, people understand it's a big sacrifice. Yeah. So it's like. As long as I have a, a roof over my head or a room and I can eat, that's it. I, I can't really do the other things. I can't, you know, party and, 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 and go shopping crazy and stuff like that. This is my passion. This is what I love to do. So I'm going to give it all that I got until, until God says other. And how, so how long do you think you'll keep at it until it uh, I, I want to keep at it until it but you got to also be a reality too. So. You know, I you know I'll know the day at the time when I wake up and say, you know, I gave it all I got. I just want to, at the end of the day, I don't want to stop and say, I didn't give it my all. Right. Because that's when you regret. So when I get there and I say, oh, I did it, everything I could do, and I did that, then I'll be fine with it. I can move on. Right. I still graduated. Yeah. So what, what did you get your degree in? Uh, international Trade and Transportation. So what are you going to well, That's interesting. So have you been, you been abroad and stuff? Uh, I, I, um, I've been, not with the degree, but I've been uh, to China and I've been to Amsterdam. I've been to those two places, like just with basketball and stuff like that. But with the work and stuff, I think I can, I can go to my school and, and they'll help me to, yeah. to, to, get, to get started. So I'm not really worried about that. I kind of took care of the plan B first before I got to my plan A. Yeah. But, you know, you learn. That's interesting. So tell me about that. You, you, felt, you knew ahead of time that that, that would be like a plan B. Got that squared away first, and now you're going to Plan A. Yeah, because I felt that you know with basketball, anything can happen, injuries can happen, but that paper, that degree, that doesn't go anywhere. That's sold in stone. That's great. Like you, you gotta have that. Yeah. And when I went to the D three school, I kind of knew that it would be a little tough. I didn't think it was gonna be this tough. Because my the coach that I had at the time, I didn't get any game film from him. Yeah. If I would have had game film, I might have been over over water a while a long time ago. Right. But you know, I felt like everything happens for a reason, and I think that I wouldn't be the player I am and the person I am today if I didn't go through all of this. So yeah. I just take it and I embrace it, and I just keep moving forward. What does your day look like, like workout wise? What are you doing every day? Uh um, every day, uh. With the workout part, um, I get to the gym around maybe 10 or 11, and I, I do my calisthenics, my body stuff, and I play. But most of the most of the week is games. It's like maybe I have a game Monday, I have a game Wednesday, but I'm always always working out, always trying to keep my body sharp, always trying to because that's important. The, the the strength of your body is what carries you through the games. Even you know when you play in certain tournaments, you're gonna take a beating, and if your body can't last, you you can't be that person you need to be at the end of the game. And a lot of and the team that I play on, they depend on me for 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 producing. So I have to always be in tip top. Yeah. And every time, and in New York, every time you step on the court, they're always coming for you. 